Matthew Wood and Tanner Mullendyke, welcome to Smashville, friends. The Preds make their first two picks at the 2023 NHL Draft. We've got draft grades and expectations for what happens in day two today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Lockdown Predators Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate you guys making us your first listen of the day. And as always, a special shout out to the loyal Lockdown Predheads out there. You guys know who you are, the everydayers who tune into us every single morning. We love you. We appreciate the support that you guys give us. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. Should have said a partner in crime who, like me, is very, very tired. Very tired. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So also today we have a sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same for your vehicle. So parts that fit. Head to ebaymotors.com and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Yeah, we we're, we're got through the end of the draft uh, last night. It was uh, by, by the time you and I uh, had time to even think about recording. It was right. like eleven thirty at night. Yes, uh, all the equipment that we had was low on battery because we've been using it to get interviews and other content. Uh, and I think at some point we were just like, "Let's just go home and <laughs> in the morning we'll be fresh in the morning, y'all. We were, yeah. we are so much more fresh." Yeah. right now than we were last night and that may that may mean something because we're pretty tired right now but yeah last night it was um it was a really exciting night I think the whole week in Nashville has been exciting but he, with two first round draft picks and all of the rumors and whispering that was going on ahead of the draft even starting and that kind of increased as the draft went on it was emotionally exhausting y'all yeah the draft, like even the before the draft was exhausting. Yes. Like the lead up to the draft was exhausting yesterday. Yes. Uh, there was the uh, reports that just happened to uh, pop up uh, that, uh, hey, Yaroslav Askarov might be available in a trade. Uh, that that more turned into a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, then there's, you know, Predators moving up to fourth, Predators moving up to fifth. Uh, there's just everything that was out there at once. And Ann and I were just talk, like texting back and forth at like four o'clock, two hours before the yeah. draft. And it's like, are we going to make it out of this day alive? Like, will we even know what just happened? So it was crazy. And what was so interesting to me is that Nashville really was, for the most part, the centerpiece of all of the rumblings. Like, and, and I think that's kind of fun. You know, everybody knows what Nashville had in their pockets. And everybody knows that Barry Trotz, like, he's been running up the phone bill. He's been very upfront about the fact that I've been making calls. So wow. it just really kept the buzz around the Predators and what they would try to do up until the last minute going. And by 1130 last night, Nick and Nick and I were running on fumes, y'all. 
Yeah. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, this, you know, let's, we, we're going to talk about the Predators picks in just mm-hmm. a second and what the Predators did and did not do. Uh, Matthew Wood, uh, big scoring forward from the NCAA plays at UConn. Preds pick him with their 15th overall pick, uh, second pick going off the board a little bit. Yeah. Predators going Tanner Mullendike, uh, 24th overall. Our buddy Eric Denae had him. Uh, ranked a lot lower, 47th, but he still likes the player himself. Uh, our buddy Hottie at Lockton uh, Hockey Prospects didn't like the pick. Uh, so we have some uh, conflicting things on there. So a lot to talk about mm-hmm. with what the Preds did. But first, let's talk about the night overall, Anne, uh, because we started off, no surprise, Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. Uh, from there... That's that's where things got a little bit interesting. That was the last predictable event for a long stretch of this first round draft because I think everybody really was very certain that Anaheim was going to take Adam Fantilli. I would have taken Adam Fantilli. He seemed delightful. Uh, but they did not. And that sort of began this reshuffling whether it was at the draft tables or whether it was just in everybody's mind of, wait a minute, how is this going to go? And there were some really interesting picks down the stretch that sort of threw this first round into a little bit of what's next. Wait a minute, who is still available? Wait, I can't believe they took that person. And so it really was kind of a wild, it was a wild first round. Yeah. And for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who were absolutely pissed that they fell out of the top two. Yeah. Uh, boy, do they get the gift of a lifetime and oh. get a franchise center to build around. They already have, you know, Kent Johnson there. Uh, they have David Yerichek on the back line. All of a sudden, the Columbus Blue Jackets now have, like, that main piece. And you look at all their prospects. And the Blue Jackets, of all teams, looking like a team that four or five years down the road is going to make some serious yes. Uh, so they were the big winners of the draft. Yeah, you know, if, if you're the Anaheim Ducks, like my thing on that, Anne, is that I like Leo Carlson. Mm-hmm. I think Leo Carlson is a really, really good hockey player. It's just to me like Fantilli, I think Fantilli and Mishkoff were in terms of talent the the next tier under Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. And then there yeah. was a, a a slight gap between them and like where Carlson, Will Smith, and right. Ryan Leonard were, or you know, some other players like that. So I, it's I, I like Leo Carlson. I think he's gonna be a really good NHL player. My thing is just how why did you pass up Adam Fantilli? Like I think that's just the upside there is you, you know, you, you could be moving like, you know, passing up like a guy who's going to be a legitimate superstar right. in this league. Yeah, it, they must have seen something very, very specific from Carlson that they liked, because I agree with you. I think, you know, if you go into this draft and, and you have the perspective of we're going to try to find a game like a franchise changing player. Adam Fantilli is that guy. And I'm not saying that Leo Carlson is not talented too. So please hear me on that. You know, absolutely. Yeah. You know, of course. Yeah, the top like we just guy. said, like very, yeah. very good player. It's just, yeah. you know, that's up. Right. You know, somebody who might be better. 
and then, you know, I think so. Okay. If you're going into it and you think we're going to try to pick a franchise changing player, I think you go to Adam Fantilli. If you go into the draft and you say, you know what, we're just going to take the best next available player, regardless of position and all of that. I still think you land at two at Adam Fantilli. So it really must be something that Anaheim in conversations with him or as they're looking down the road, they see something that makes him a better fit. But I was so surprised by that. So surprised by that. And honestly, secretly a little delighted for Jay Foster, who does Locked On Blue Jackets, because yeah. they got Adam Fantilli and y'all yeah. on ice. Fantastic. What we've gotten to see from him just off of the ice. We, you know, the top prospects did a fun little skate with some of the young players from the core program in Nashville. And you would not have found somebody having more fun than Adam Fantilli playing freeze tag on the ice. So just, yeah. yeah interesting move, Anaheim. Yeah. Like, all right, we'll see. Yeah. Jay, Jay from locked on blue jackets is putting on a cane and top hat and is doing the, we're in the money dance from the yeah. Simpsons. Right I now. think he's even got like a monocle. Like, yeah, he feels so good sure. about this. yeah. Like rocking in a rocking chair, in a <laughs> pipe somewhere. <laughs> that's his mood today. Uh, let's talk about the other kind of big headline from round one, which is that nothing really happened during round one. Mm -hmm. No trades and zero trades. First time since 2007. Yeah. That happened. No, nothing in the first round. Uh, as somebody who was in the crowd, I would have liked some trades. Yeah. It was pretty straightforward, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, you know, I was, I was there, um, you know, we, we were in the crowd and, you know, I met up with my dad at some point and, you know, it was, we got to, you know, we got past the Preds picks and he's a Red Wings fan. So I got past the Red Wings, Pat, and we, you know, we're, we're at like 20 and 21 and we're starting to look and it's like, all right, I think I'm ready for something to happen here. Anything. Like anything yeah. to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I think you heard David Poyle yesterday say afterwards, he's like, that's just kind of a testament to how deep this draft is. You know, nobody wanted to give up a first round pick. Nobody wanted to move back. Uh, yeah. He did. He did wink and, you know, kind of say, I have a feeling that's not going to happen on day two. Uh, but he yeah. yeah, I mean, it's are you surprised or at least maybe disappointed by the lock of trades for an entertainment standpoint, or is this kind of a thing where you look at some of the teams who made picks and go, I get it. Yeah. Just as somebody watching the draft, let's be here for the chaos. Yeah. Like let's be here for some movement. And I also think there was an expectation set that anything could happen because like you said, it was four o'clock and you and I are like, Oh my gosh, this is what I'm hearing. This is what this person is saying. Like what's going to happen. So I think there was an expectation that there were some teams that were talking about dealing predators, but Montreal, you know, we'd heard for a couple of days, Montreal may be a team that's interested in, in maybe moving out of the five pick. And so I think there was an expectation going in that this could turn into an absolute rumble, a total mm -hmm. draft free for all. And it was, and it just so orderly happened. So from a chaos standpoint, very disappointing y'all. Yeah. In terms of the Preds moving up, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but Barry yeah. Trotz is like, I tried. Like he's like, I, I very much tried up until the last minute. Yeah. I mean, it's at least maybe towards the end of the draft, uh, you know, maybe a team like Toronto could have done well to maybe move back. I would have loved to see maybe a team be aggressive and get 
back into the end of the first round. Yeah. Again, just for entertainment standpoint, uh, especially because Toronto, I think, had their one pick last night and then doesn't pick again till round five. So maybe a few more. 20, 29. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess from a, you know, a player standpoint, that yeah. makes sense. And as you know, I think Poyle was, I think Poyle was right in the sense that with this draft being so deep, if you weren't going to be able to break into a, a new sort of tier of talent, there really wasn't a lot of point in doing a ton of wheeling and dealing a little bit further down the line. So, yeah. you know, once things kind of started rolling and the way that they started rolling, kind of the order in which some of these players were picked, some of the talent that I think everyone expected to go top five, top six, mm -hmm. top seven were available further down and people just didn't feel the need to trade up to get what they were looking for. So it was yeah. very straightforward yeah. after a lot of drama y'all. Yeah. Uh, again, the Preds wound up hanging on to their two picks. Mm -hmm. We are going to profile Matthew Wood and Tanner Molendyke, including our grades for the picks coming up in just a second. But first want to mention today's episode brought to you by athletic greens. Maybe you're like me. You want to be healthy. You want to eat well. You want to take care of your body, but it's always easier said than done, right? It can be expensive. You have to buy all those different vitamins, supplements, protein powders, all that good stuff to get all the help you need. That's not the case anymore with AG1. All you need is one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water each day. When you do that, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Everybody loves adaptogens, and to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, pretty much everything. We get it. It can be hard and expensive to keep track of all the different supplements and vitamins, not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach. Well, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, which is cheaper than your cold brew habit. And again, it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. So you don't need to keep track of all those different pills and vitamins. So right now, time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Ann, Nashville Predators uh, a try like hell to move up in the draft, according to Trotz. Yeah. Uh, said uh, through everything he could, uh, you know, the teens in the top five, nobody was really budging. Uh, I think you, we, you and I were on the floor. We even saw them have some discussions with teams that were like, you know, 10, 11. We heard, mm -hmm. we saw him run over people from the Blues table, kind of go back and forth to the Preds. But in the end, Preds keep 15 and 24 with pick 15 from the University of Connecticut, Matthew Wood. Yeah. Uh, this is the guy that we talked with Eric Denae about. Uh, a big guy, but yes. somebody with a lot of skills. Somebody that Barry Trot says is just a guy who scores goals. That's what why you, you have a scoreboard, yeah. Barry Trot says. He said uh, the scoreboard. He's like, we have a scoreboard for a reason. Yeah. Uh, when talking about some of these. Um, what's your take on this pick, Anne? Um, you know what? I, I think a lot of people were kind of underwhelmed or maybe 
maybe a little bit surprised, I would say, by this pick. But I think if you go back and replay a lot of what Barry Trotz and David Poyle have talked about, talking about, you know, constructing this, resetting this team in, in this roster for the future, Matthew Wood fits a lot of what they're talking about in the sense that this is a guy who is a goal scorer. Yeah. You know, he he is going to put the puck in the net. He can shoot from most anywhere on the ice. He is a big, big guy. I love that he said he models his game after Tage Thompson, because when you look at him, you can see that. Did not know this. Tage Thompson also went to UConn. How about that? Yeah. And Yoakam Kondalik. Oh my goodness, they grow them huge at UConn. Yeah, so just any any sort of tall boys. They're they're used to we're trying to rack up recruits for the basketball program. So the leftovers just get shipped to hockey. They go to hockey, yeah. But yeah. you know, this is a six four, almost two hundred pound, eighteen year old with a fantastic shot. He's very offensively minded. You know, there are there are some concerns I think that made this pick a little bit like you know record scratch for a couple people. Yeah. Um, you know. let's, let's let's talk about that because yeah. you know if you you ask me and you and I were both talking with Eric Denae in the media room last night you know I would give this grade you know maybe a, a B plus yeah if you were asking me to pick a draft grade um it is certainly the safe choice I mean you can make an argument that he was the best player available on the mm-hmm. board at that time uh on a lot of draft boards he certainly gives the Preds uh something they need which is a lot of skill yeah uh, like a lot of creativity with the puck really good hands uh you know kind of good back and forth maybe the one area um that's the people had uh, reservations about was a he's not the best skater Ooh, yeah in in yeah. terms of in terms of you know prospects in the top 20 in, in terms of forwards maybe towards the bottom of the list when it comes to skating and we heard uh how much andrew burnett and barry trotz coveted speed so that was kind of a step back from that vision um, and maybe there's somebody with a higher ceiling. Mm, like, you yeah. know, it feels like Matthew Wood was definitely the safe pick there. Somebody, you know, a hottie from Locked On Hockey podcast called that, um, you know, said, you know, he's he's kind of got Tyler to Foley energy about him. Just, you know, a solid 30 goal score every right. year. Um, my which right question, now, the yeah. Predators would love. Which, yes, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my question is, did you leave somebody else on the board like, you know, Oliver Moore, who A, is gives you that speed, B, he's more of a natural centerman, although Matthew Wood did play center at some points last year, uh, and C, you know, maybe a lower floor, maybe a riskier pick, but also somebody who you develop him right and you all of a sudden have a legitimate game-changing prospect there. That's why I would say B is maybe a little bit, you know, of a safe pick. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think this is a a B pick. But again, I just keep coming back to there is so much wizardry when you're evaluating picks in some ways for the NHL, because you are looking at an 18 year old who is probably going to peak in another four years. So in four years with, you know, skating instruction, like the predators have, and and like he'll continue to get, he is going to return to UConn as of right now for next season, you know, four years from now, what is Matthew Wood going to look like? And I think that it's, 
it's a little bit tricky to evaluate that. And I think we've seen that time and time again with all the franchises, you know, you, you make your very best guess. I, I really do like this pick. You know, I think you're right. I don't know that he is going to be your dynamic, um, this dynamic piece of the predator's future necessarily, but I think what you're going to get from him is what you're going to need also down the road. So I liked, I really did like this pick. Um, but you know me, I just, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing, Anne, is I guess the one thing to say that I, I really do like about this pick is what what was our big complaint with the Nashville Predators last year, especially when Philip Forsberg went down? They have all, have, have all these, yeah, all these great forwards, all these great playup mans, but mm-hmm. who's the guy who's going to finish the play? Finish it. Uh, the Predators have Joachim Kamel in the system now. Mm-hmm. Now they add Matt Wood, and all of a sudden – you have two pretty good finishers in your pipeline. And, you know, you heard Barry Trotz say it yesterday. He's like, hey, we have scoreboards in the NHL for a reason. I love Barry Trotzisms. Yeah. And Matthew Wood is certainly, I think, a guy who's going to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. And I agree with you. I think people would like this pick more if Oliver Moore hadn't been on the been available. I think this pick, the pe- people who really are disappointed, very disappointed. I don't think there's that many of them, but the people who are going to grumble the most, I think are going to grumble not about Matthew Wood's skill set necessarily as much as I think if we would have picked someone else, we would have gotten something else. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I'm saying, like this isn't like – you know, you're you're certainly not saying this is a like a a D grade or no, no, I, no, not at like all. I said this is this is like a pick where it's like yeah, okay, like that's that's fine. Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the Predators' second pick, Tanner Molendike. Uh, I had to look up who this guy <laughs> was because I have never heard this name in my entire life. Not neither had Pecorine in his defense. Yeah, I think <laughs> even Pecorine was like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah. But can we talk about just the overall bad night for legendary goaltenders <laughs> and pouncing defensive picks? What was that? God bless Price and Pekka. God bless mm. them. Yeah. You know, I, it doesn't seem like it would be a tough gig, but also I'm not the one standing up there getting ready to announce a name and change somebody's life. So maybe it's harder than it looks. Yeah. Maybe. Or, you know, I guess if you're given the name Molendike at the last second, you're like, say that one more time. One more time. Give it to me yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is an interesting pick, Anne, uh, because yeah. this is somebody that a lot of people said was a reach uh our you know prospects expert eric denay had him ranked 47th on his board uh there are a lot of other people that had him ranked outside of the top two rounds you know maybe a third round guy uh what are your thoughts on the predators going defense with the 24th pick you know what? It's so interesting to me because Trotz and Poyle have been very upfront. They talked with media on Monday and said, look, our draft strategy is we take the next best available players. So we're not necessarily targeting forward defensemen. 
they ended up getting forward defensemen. And I think there are a lot of people, like you said, who would say you didn't really go and get the next best player on the, on the board, mm-hmm. but they saw something in him. Um, and uh, Tanner talked about this when he did his media availability, you know, that he had talked with the predators several times and somebody said, you know, how were those conversations? And he said, you know what? They were really easy. We laughed a lot. You know, we had really great conversations. And let me tell you something, Smashville, you will love this kid. You will love this kid. This kid has a, just a touch of what I would call Ryan Johansson energy. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's there, now a space for that. And and do we not have a, you know, we've, we've got a spot. But he just has a really good energy about him. And and look, this is not a kid who does not have a resume that makes, this is not an outrageous pick. Um, this is somebody who I think a lot of people would say was one of the top skaters uh, when it comes to defensemen in the league. Very good skater. Um, great in his transition game. That would be lovely. Yeah. So I think that, you know, there there must be something with him personally that they liked. Um, and, and people, I know people were like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know, man. And look, I'm an easy sell in yeah. a lot of ways. But, you know, during his media and stuff, I'm like, I can see why they would think, hey, this is a young man who may become a good culture piece for us. And that's yeah. something that Trotz has talked about is we're going to look for culture pieces. Tanner may be that guy. And I think that he, you know, he's got a defensive resume that does not make this as far-fetched as people think. Yeah. To me, this is one of those things where if you take the round and placement off the board and you right. just say the Predators got Tanner Molendike, you're excited to have this guy on your team and Mm -hmm. when it comes to defensemen who can skate there may not be a better defenseman in this class maybe outside of axel sandin palika right can skate yeah i mean this guy you know you watch some of his skating highlights uh um dimitri filipovich posted a uh, a great video Uh, where it's just it, it looks like you know watching Barry Sanders on ice skates, <laughs> where, he, where yeah. he's just like doing like you know the juke moves past defenders. You know he's doing like you know fake one way, go the other way, and then when the defender finally catches up, it's whoop juke back the other way, and that defender looks like an idiot. Uh, he's very fast. He can use yeah, just yeah. his breakaway speed to just skate right through people. And what is Barry Trot said? We need speed, especially on the blue line transition game. I yeah. think you and I both agree that's something the Predators struggled with. We could spice that season. up. Yeah, he is, you know, one of the better defenders in the draft in terms of transition, carrying the puck, moving the puck. Uh, you know, the one thing that, um, you know, we were talking with Hadi about this yesterday on uh, the video that you can see on our YouTube channel right now, mm-hmm. pro, uh, you know, breaking down this pick. Um, you know, the one thing he said is, you know, he doesn't really see the offensive potential, you know, the, the scoring potential, you know, the guy to be, you know, kind of an offensive defenseman in the NHL. I disagree with that a little bit, or at least Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, maybe he's not Roman Yossi, but I still think he's got the potential to be like the kind of blue liner that puts in, you know, 40, 
points a season, something yes. like that, which right. would be perfect for a defenseman. Yeah. Um, you also have to consider the, the fact that he was, I think, on the second pair on his team in, in Saskatoon last year. There's two older players ahead of him on the depth chart. So unlike some guys like Reinbacker or Sandy Palika, right. he wasn't getting like the number one power play time, or he wasn't getting, you know, the, the, you know, all the offensive minutes or late game minutes. So right. this is a guy to me, and you watch him skate, you watch him move with the puck and you see the potential there. Mm-hmm. Like you see, you know, some of the awareness things he made, you know, some like the really good plays, you know, the awareness to get to the net, you see all that and you think, okay, let, uh, this is something that can be worked on. And especially when we get to, you know, next year or his draft plus two year where he is right. the the veteran on Saskatoon or, you know, wherever he winds up, um, where he is getting those top minutes, then I think you're able to be like, okay, now we can work with him a little bit more and, and see what that potential there really, really is. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, in hearing people kind of talk about this pick and how they feel about this pick, it reminds me a little bit, what makes me feel better is to think back to the eight games that we saw, eight or six games we saw Spencer Stasny. And I know I always am talking about Spencer Stasny, but I'm, yeah. I love that kid's game. Spencer Stasny is a phenomenal skater. And you see how well that translates into defensive play. And I think, you know what, you can develop the other things. And this Tanner Mullendyke's game sort of skating ability reminds me of just that effortless ability to keep up with the NHL game. And I'm not saying he has it now at 18. No. But I'm just saying, you know what, that skill translates pretty beautifully and can translate beautifully into the NHL down the road. And you can develop some of those other things. And again, here's the other thing that I want to highlight about this kid. I I dare y'all to tell him that he may not be a, you know, a great pick because uh, he was asked, like, who are you most excited to meet Roman Yossi? Philip Forsberg, who are you most excited to play against in the NHL? Do you know who he said? Connor, Mc, Connor McDavid, baby. <laughs> like this, I love, I really liked this kid. He makes a fabulous first impression. He's got a great vibe. And I think he's got a really good skill set. So let's let's see what happens with him. Yeah. And, and you, you talk about the Predators wanting to do a big swing. You know, you, you talk about uh, Barry Trotz telling his scouts to go get guys that, quote unquote, get people out of their seats. Come on. This is that swing. Yes. Uh, to me. This to me this is, 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 is the big swing that the Predators wanted to make. Uh, and I do think there's some potential there. And let's also say, and best hair. Some oh, of the my best God. hair in the draft. And yeah. walks confidently with it yeah. on his head. Yeah. The, the lettuce is ripe. And, and ready for the pick in there. The the yeah. flow, the flow is going. The flow is y'all will really like this kid. I really think Nashville is going to really like this kid. Yeah. Uh well, there's more draft to talk about because the predators are still, as of now, picking 11 more guys. <laughs> I have a feeling it may not be in the exact spots they're in right now, because as Dave Boyle said, yeah, I feel like you might see some movement on day two. 
Uh, so we have plenty to talk about. Uh, our full draft recap will be coming up here tomorrow. Uh, and again, if you want more in-depth analysis on uh, you know the Predators' first two picks, we do have videos that we recorded last night at Bridgestone Arena on our YouTube page, one for Matthew Wood, one for Tanner Molendyke. Uh, so go check that out as well. Anne, where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at K underscore Mama on Ice. You can read my work at PenaltyBoxRadio.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. I promise I know who Kyle Davidson is. <laughs> I, Bless. I, please don't take that video as a reflection of the entire team. Um, although, to be fair did just look like a bro from just looked like a guy did just look like a guy uh that's gonna do it for today's locked on predators podcast thank you for making us your first listen of the day we'll be back tomorrow with more draft recap we'll see you then